Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It is March Monday, March 25. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Delavera. And I'm Japheth Oliveira, and uh, excited to be inside this new passage this week. And so let me pray for today as well. Heavenly Father, again, to call on your name, a great privilege, a great honor as we reflect on this passage that's written for us uh, for this for today. Uh, we think about what it means for our lives, for those that we interact with. We ask, Lord, just for a moment to be able to pause and to reflect on the significance of it as well. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our passage this week is John 12, verses 1 through 19. Today I'm reading from the New Living Translation, the NLT. First subheading, Jesus anointed at Bethany. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Subheading Jesus' Triumphant Entry The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hail to the King of Israel! Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, Don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, There's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Mm. Yeah, everyone's gone after him. I actually think that's kind of interesting because that's exactly what they were concerned about when it says back in verse 10, then the leading priest decided to kill him and uh, it's because they were worried that people had deserted them. Mm. And and then it says, yes, and says, look, there's nothing we can do. Everyone's gone after him. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's good. I, I like this translation. So, uh, yeah, good I translation ties it well. Very so done. here's the question for today. Um, uh, questions actually for today and a good good series of questions so i appreciate it if you had an opportunity to honor someone for saving a loved one's life what would you do is having this person over for dinner as a special guest in your home enough 
Are expensive gifts necessary? Does your approach have anything to do with your love language? Wow, that's a difficult question because I think it depends on who and the context and the situation and a lot of things. I don't know that I know the answer to that just well, off the top of my head. I don't yeah. think there's anything that you could really do that would feel adequate. adequate. So, I mean, anything you, <laughs> you did would adequate, be... I said adequate. Hey, yeah, yeah jinx. No, Next, I, the first I think... one that talks gets his nose pinched, as my mother would say. Already okay. <laughs> I guess that was probably me. So. <laughs> I, well, I think that's actually true. I mean, it, nothing would seem adequate for, for someone who saved somebody else's life. But I think that that's uh, interesting that they've actually, they did gather together. And they wanted to do something. And uh, and how do you respond uh, to that miracle? How do you respond to that moment? How do you respond to to the gratitude? Well, I, I, mean, I don't know. You? I'm surprised they could even pull themselves together enough to do a dinner. I think I would just be so completely stunned if somebody had been raised from the dead. I just I don't know how you would get mm. over the shock of that. Mm. And have to be like, well, hey, let's eat. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. He's it's probably just, hungry. The whole thing. I mean, <laughs> Lazarus was probably hungry. Definitely. Um, I mean, I guess. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Well, and this was a person that they knew, a friend. Well, so the truth I, is, yeah. When I envision it, it could be anybody. It could be a stranger who's. Yeah. And then I don't know. Sometimes there's kind of the awkwardness. Sometimes I don't know if you've noticed this, but. You know, I've had people not necessarily save someone's life, but do things for me that I've been very grateful for. And they sometimes don't mm-hmm. really like to be excessively mm-hmm. thanked. Like they find that embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And Throwing down know, the pedals of, in front of them. As yeah, just a kind much. of a, a thank you. They're happy with that. They don't want you to kind of go on and on about it and make everybody feel awkward. And, yeah, you know, I kind of understand that. It's interesting how when, um, when Jesus has been, you know, has the perfume broken on him and uh, his feet have been washed with it and and Judas is all upset about that and Jesus says the the prophetic words where he says look just leave leave her alone she's she's preparing me for my burial nobody clicks yeah I wondered I was wondering that as right? I was reading it whether anybody thought huh what, what's he talking about because they weren't expecting that he was going nobody, to die nobody kind of gets it even though he's already told them well, maybe they were uh, just used to him saying weird stuff all the time, like, okay, well, there he goes again. I don't know what that means. But I think that's why the, the story is written like this uh, afterwards, that John John's telling the story like this to tell him, to tell us that there are these just these deep insights. And, and the other thing also that's really great about this passage, I mean, so many great things about here, but, but when it tells you, whenever you're reading Scripture, and as you're reading it, um, you, you, you hear the narrators telling you something, you hear the, the various... Uh, characters are being said something, but then you actually get an insight into somebody's mind. Right. Right. You get a thought about some something that's going on in somebody's mind. You should pause and you should ask yourself, what's that insight that nobody else in the room knows? Mm. So in this case here, um, there's just there's definitely another layer in the story going on that nobody well, knows about. There's a few asides. There's that, and then there's also the fact that Judas was the thief. Yes. We, we get, Insights. we're privy to this that yeah. they would not have known, yeah. at least not at that point. So, you know, I, I mean, I think thanking people and, and how you actually thank somebody and how you actually demonstrate that and approach it in your love language. Yeah, I, I, I think like that Sam connected it to love languages. I that's, think that's actually that's very nice. true that I think we do thank people, often not in the way that they need to be thanked, but maybe in the way that we know. Well, and Jesus seems like he's willing to honor that. Like, he probably doesn't care whether she put the perfume on him or not, but like... Hey, it makes her happy to yeah. do it. And it, he appreciated the gesture for what it was. It is actually pretty significant uh, because 
because that that scent would have lasted all the way through to the cross. Mm. And um, that was just how many days later? Six days. Yeah, this was like a week mm-hmm. before. Yeah, you're right. It's just a it's just a a pretty pretty powerful moments. It's not like you know that the the kind of cologne that you just spray on and a few hours it's gone. This is like high end great perfume mm, that, that gives everyone a massive headache. Yeah, that, <laughs> Everyone's that, that like, that what lingers. are you doing? And, uh, and that she broke this entire bottle. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty darn amazing. And so the, the, oh, what I was kind of wondering is, oh, yeah. okay, given that this jar of perfume costs a year's worth of wages, mm-hmm. where would you even find something like this? Like who, Harrods, who would be buying? Shelf. I mean, <laughs> Did they, did they have shops that sold things that take a year's wages like yeah, a Harrods? Yeah. And who could afford to buy them? Well, that was uh, that was the case. Like I'm just wondering. I don't imagine that they had like a store with a storefront. <laughs> I'm thinking it's more like a person who travels around. With a around. centurion standing in front of yeah, it. I don't know. I just I have a hard time visualizing. I guess the way that that their towns and cities would have been constructed. It is. It is unfathomable to us. Whenever you hear about the things that they had, yeah. it's always things like they had a jar of oil oh, and a bag no. of flour. Oh no! Like okay, so I mean no. they didn't. They didn't have a lot of consumer stuff. No, it would seem. No, 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 you know, no. Jesus had like one cloak. This is the Roman Empire. Well, as well. It, it just doesn't seem like they had a ton of stuff, which I approve of this. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just wondering. Aqueducts, and they had hot water. Is it like a shop with a whole shelf full of bottles of this? Well, actually, nard. Yeah, yeah which no. I don't also so, know what, what is nard. So there nard. were like fashion districts, and there. I mean, there were. I guess there was like stuff. There was, yeah, there was a person who's a seller of purple. Yeah, Lydia. So right, I think there's like, a lot of stuff hmm. that's going on inside that's just pretty, pretty powerful stuff. So let me repeat the question one more time. Um, it's, it's really good. If you had an opportunity to honor someone for saving a loved one. What would you do? Is having this person over for dinner as a special guest in your home in Nar for expensive gifts necessary? Does your approach have anything to do with your love language? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love. And we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.